Welcome back to the Bearded Barbell Podcast. This is the place to go for quick, easy, and actionable health and fitness information. On the mic right now is Coach Tony, and across the table from me is Coach Willie. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Coach. How are you guys doing on that side? I think, you know, we're doing pretty well. I I finally made it out to a movie. Oh, yeah. I After your fasting. Yeah, I haven't been in a while. Uh, the last one, the last movie I saw was Clerks Three, which is fantastic. Oh, lucky! Uh, but I saw, I went and checked out Black Adam. Okay, and it's Dwayne Johnson superhero role. Yeah, been hearing um, all about it. Yeah, he, you know, Dwayne Johnson as a superhero is pretty much what's been written the entire time in his career, right? Mm. I mean, you can't really do a better pairing. Um, yeah, and, and I, I was, I was pretty excited seeing the little bit, the few trailers that I saw, and you know he's put up pictures of him in the costume mm-hmm. while they're filming and all that and showing his training. And the movie's been out for a while now. It's been out for a couple of weeks, I think. And I've asked people if they've seen it. People have seen it. People have really liked it. So I was like, cool, I'll enjoy it. So I went and I saw it. And I mean, I really, I thought the movie was okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like everybody that was in the movie did a really good job. Like no, like there wasn't bad acting or anything like that on anybody's part, um. But I just like there really wasn't a story to me, really. You know? Like, and this and this is this is what I mean when I say there wasn't a story. Like I, if you if you study writing and you study storytelling, uh-huh. we all know that there's like a general formula for for telling a good story, right? Course, you see yeah. this in Star Wars. You see this in like Harry Potter. Hunger Games, you see it in like Titan. You see it in like all the movies with good stories, right? Pro wrestling. Yeah, you see it in pro wrestling. There's, you know, it, it's the hero's journey is, yeah. is what it's called, right? It's the character basically going through, getting called to adventure, having to learn skills because he doesn't have them. And then they go back, they accomplish a challenge, and then now they are a new person, right? Yeah. And that really didn't exist in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you've, if you've seen the trailers or if you've, followed the comics you know that he's black adam is is basically he was created by the gods you kind of find out that it's a little it's a little different than that but you got to go see the movie to get the full story on that but you watch the trailers and you see that he's just he's he's basically super powerful right like he's ridiculously fast impossibly strong and just he's you can't touch him right he's invincible and that's that's what you get in the movie you know like it shows it showcases his his power right off the bat um but there's really never any challenge to the power there's never really any like he didn't have to learn anything it was just like oh you're powerful just learn where to like focus your power but you can still be powerful you know and that's what i didn't like about captain marvel also like it was the same thing like she showed up she had the power and it was just like just learn how to use your power, but you've had the power inside you all along. You just needed to like realize it. And I'm like, all right, well, that's something, I guess it, just, it is. That doesn't sit with me as like a, as a strong story, you know? Yeah. I get what you, I get what you mean. Like there's a story like, yeah, there's a story like blah, blah, blah. They got their power from this. It's that, that's the story, but there's no storytelling to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know, no... when, when you compare it to something like, um, like Thor, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to use Thor because Thor technically had the power all along, right? But in the first movie, he had it taken away. And he had it taken away 
and he had to grow into the type of person that was deemed worthy of the powers. And so that was what the first movie was about, was him transforming and learning how to actually be someone that was worthy of the power of Thor. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the end of the movie, he becomes worthy and he gets the power back. And then we basically see that with the with the villains that were in that movie, can't be touched, right? But he had to go through that journey of actually earning the power. Black Adam really didn't do that. He, like, he didn't have to earn the power. He had it the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but the, you know, the, the movie was visually was great. Like CGI was fantastic. Um, there's a, there's a scene partway through the credits, which is fantastic to watch. That alone was worth watching the whole movie. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it was a fun movie. It huh. was fun. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it was, it was, you know, if you're, if you're one of these people that try to classify, you know, all the DC movies, like in a ranking system, I put it like dead, dead in the middle. Okay. You know, dead, like middle to like maybe below that actually. And I haven't seen very many of the DC movies because the few that I have seen really haven't been all that interesting to me. Mm. And I I bet that if I went and saw more, like Black Adam would just fall further and further and further down the list. Yeah. You know, because it's just there's no there's no story for me. You know, I think it goes back to and in the last episode you were talking about like how we just we're we want that instant gratification with like visual effects and everything yeah and maybe that's what they're attacking at and i don't i don't want to get at this movie because maybe i might see i'm like oh my god it was the best movie ever tone but uh it's definitely worth a watch so yeah I'm not, I'm not saying don't go see it but no i and i get what you mean like um a lot of movies are to the point like i, I have that kind of complaint about the x-men trilogy they just kind of threw it together you know like even if you do want to change up why are they not wearing like the blue and yellow? Um, like, give me some storyline. Like, oh yeah, that was the old uniform, and yeah. they had to upgrade because they were getting too injured. Like, give me some. Like you said, give me some storyline. Feed me of why. Like, they they just kind of all kind of. Oh look, here I'm Wolverine. Oh look, I'm Cyclops. So yeah, it's because of this. We're mutants. That's why we have power. Yeah. Like, but there was no. And I, I had this conversation the other day actually with uh, the front desk person at the gym was. We were talking about how like they they just skipped out on a lot of like um uh origin stories and they didn't give us more character depth in those movies yeah. and that's what i think what we were left wanting and why no one really likes it and people like the x-men movies but they don't like they don't like them like we like the animated version and i think we like the animated version because each character had just so much character to it they yeah. developed so much to it and in the movie, they, they mashed, like, Rogue and Jubilee together. Yeah. Uh, the only real origin movie we got was Wolverine, which, love it, love it, but, you know, we don't, we just, we saw them, like, go and this guy wants to harm humanity. Oh, these people are going to stop it. Almost like Suicide Squad was kind of that way. There was no real... Yeah, I didn't like Suicide Squad either. There was For no the objective. There's just and, and this is, and this is... So you guys know that I'm not just anti-DC, but I also don't like Guardians of the Galaxy for this exact okay. same reason that I don't like Suicide Squad. Because they just threw these characters together. And I know if you... I get that if you read the comics and you, you had these these years of reading the, these characters and learning how they come up, that you're going to have a different opinion than me. And I get that. It's the same with Guardians, the same with Suicide Squad. But when you look at what Marvel did with all the other characters that, that were not in the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Like Iron Man had two movies before Avengers. Thor had, I think, two movies before the two Avengers. Three, yeah. uh, Hulk had a movie. Everybody had a movie where they were developed as a character before they then show up all together in the Avengers. 
Because if they if they just came out with only an Avengers movie and it was, you know, the exact same movie and it was Iron Man and it was Cap and it was Hulk and it was it was Black Widow and it was Hawkeye and they were all just mashed together the same way that they were. Like if it was the exact same Avengers movie without all the movies beforehand, I'd have the exact same opinion because I'm like, I don't know anything about it. We wouldn't care about Tony Stark and what happens to him in the end. You know, we would not be invested in that that movement of that character and that development of the character throughout the. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's why I don't really like the guardians much because i'm like like groot's cute that's yeah, cool he's cool drax is insane yeah. that's cool batista's but yeah in the rest i'm like all right well these guys are they're characters i guess yeah i mean they're, they're cool they're funny and i get i like them in the avenger movies i haven't seen the guardians movies because because of that reason it's just not appealing in the sense of like um the same, like, my back to Suicide, because I have seen the Suicide Squad. I love Harley Quinn. I love the Joker. Yeah. I love, love, love Harley Quinn. But, I mean, it was, it really was like, oh, we, I'm this person. I'm putting this group together. We're going to go do this. There was no real, like, objective to where, like, I was invested in. Like, there was this big swirling trash above the sky that yeah. they personally had to stop. Like, there was no, like, the end of the world or no... No, like thing that really just had me as a, a, a viewer invested. Like it was cool, yeah. like but they didn't explain Croc. Like no, like if you didn't like like you said, it takes years of watching the comic books to even understand remotely of what they're trying to do in this movie. And if you don't understand that some of, a lot of these guys are Batman villains, then you don't care. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people knew that. Like you know, and that is actually that's another thing about Black Adam. Like I, it, it was such a weak story for, and I completely forgot about it until right now. But they brought in these four of the characters, and I'm like, I don't like who are these people? Yeah, they like what? Like what are we doing right now? And yeah, like I completely forgot about them until just now when we started talking about these just groups of characters that just come together and they just show up. Yeah, and I will see now. I saw Birds of Prey, the second Harley movie. Yeah, I guess you consider them Harley movies, but I saw and that one kind of had more development. They, that one should have came before Suicide Squad. You know, because it had a, such a Harley character development. And they kind of rushed it in the beginning. But it, t- it talked about how she went from uh, Harleen Quinzel to Harley, Quin- uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. And it talked. And it was so cool. I popped. For you who don't know, wrestling term pop. I got a little um, explosion. You got not, excited. Yeah, I got really. I jumped. Um, like, whoa, look. Um, I popped whenever um, she went to the pet store and she picked out the hyena. Well, the reason why I got I was so happy about that is because in the comic books and in the, the, the cartoon, she has pet hyenas. But if you didn't watch those, you didn't know and you didn't know how cool that was. So they needed to explain that and explain that before and all of her stuff. And I think a lot more people would have been invested in Suicide Squad. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's what I thought of Black Adam. So yeah. I might be the one person that's that's not like Oh, it was fantastic and it's amazing, you gotta see it. I'm like it's okay. Go see it. It's fun. I think we it's all not, need to. It's not, it's not mind-blowing. And it's it really goes not. back to that scale. You and I live on this scale. It's a sliding scale, and a lot of people live on a two-degree scale where it's either good or bad. I love it. I hate it. You know, You know. we always talk about this either-or, and I think in generalization, we can't say that we just kind of like, yeah, we enjoyed it, but it yeah. wasn't like, you know, it didn't throw us over the you know over the moon or anything and i think it's it's okay to say that like you know because i do like those opinions i hate getting an opinion like oh yeah black adam was awesome it was so cool he was on like well yeah but why was it cool like what was the storyline or if it sucked i i hate when somebody tells me oh yeah it sucks 
why does it suck? Is I, it a vacuum cleaner? Like, yeah, I almost don't listen to people when they say something sucks. Yeah, because like, it's usually some weird. If you if you if you watched last week's episode, you're gonna understand everything that I mean when I say this next word. But they almost feel entitled. Yeah. About how the movie was supposed to go. Yeah. And it went two percent off the story that they had in their head, and they're no. like, "This movie's awful." Yeah. Right. Like we saw that. I saw that with. Cute uh, wrestling fans. Cue the entire wrestling fandom. Um, but you see that in Star Wars too, oh, right? Yeah, you know, you see that in Star any in any fandom you see that to you see that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I saw that when Doctor Strange came out this year. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Multiverse yeah, of Madness. Because there were all these theories that, that came out in the months mm-hmm. leading up to the movie of like, we're gonna see this and this is this is gonna be how they introduce the X Men to the MCU. And this is going to be how they bring back Tony Stark. And you can see that he kind of looks like Iron Man in that, in that still frame there. And blah, 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 blah. And all these fan theories. And like none of them came true. <laughs> and people were like, this movie sucks. And I'm like, this movie was actually pretty good. It just sucks if you have all these theories for how you think the movie should go. Because apparently you're, you're a Hollywood director. Which in, in that case, why are you sitting on the internet? Why aren't you just making your millions directing movies? Right. So because the movie didn't go the way that you thought it did and it upset your your expectations, now you think the movie sucks. Yeah. Like, that, we see that and, like, I, lo- I laugh because... See, um, again, expectations and things you can't control. Yeah. Ex- like, and that's where your expectations will get to you, like, really bad because in, in professional wrestling, we all know it's predetermined. I hate saying that. I'm going to say it this one time just to say that. But in... Yeah, that, but, people, that pace, but even that, like, sure, it is. But, but so is every movie and every TV show but, you watch. But what what makes me so mad about that is the fact that now you got fans trying to guess or not even guess what's gonna happen. Like, like, like me when I watch wrestling, I throw myself into that disbelief or yeah. to that disbelief, or you know, or I I um I ban my disbelief basically, and yeah, I believe yeah. I I believe it into the fact where if I'm watching it, I'm. I'm watching it like a sports game. I want my favorite team to win. I hope they win. I expect them to win. But if they don't, that's cool. But in wrestling now, we got it to where they're like, oh, they should have so-and-so drop the title. Now that means they should have the current title holder lose to to whoever he's facing to progress the storyline that this fandom is making up in their head. You know... The way that we watch wrestling, I, you I, should... I generally don't like watching wrestling with wrestling fans for that reason. Yeah. No, you should really watch it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. This can... This... When you're going to watch a wrestling show, this show can go a million ways right now. And, and like, yeah, there is a train... There is a course that everything's heading. And you can make your your guesses. You can make your, you know, your, your predictions on what's going to happen. But... Again, it really shouldn't be that way because it's it's supposed to be a random act, yeah. you know. And it, and I think a lot of people, with the fandom, they'll get like, oh, I don't like it. It sucked because they should have had so and so do this. Yeah, why? Because my guy didn't win. Yeah, they should have had okay. him do this. Oh, they should have had him come out to this. They should have had him. Why? Because then they would have went in this other direction. And then you just you realize that a lot of stuff when it gets painted the way we want it to be painted, that we really don't like our own flavor. Yeah, <laughs> I just. I, I see this because I see when they try to like they try to bend and I think that the, maybe the, like your opinion with um, with Black Adam is them attempting to do that is trying to cater to uh, to that that audience that just needs that that gratification like okay this is this is what you expect you expect an action movie like if maybe they don't think you know people want to 
you know, I think that they're sitting there trying to guess what people are expecting out of the movie yeah. rather than making the movie like, let's make this a movie that people will understand Black Adam. No, let's make this a movie that people will enjoy based on the current events yeah. happening in the world right Which now. Which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, know? not at all. And, and for comparison's sake, right, because, you know, part of the reason that maybe I didn't find the movie so groundbreaking is just because I really didn't know anything about Black Adam going into the movie aside mm-hmm. from whatever you saw on the internet leading up to it right yeah. and so there's that you know familiarity aspect and to compare like i know a ton about superman but i also don't like superman yeah and i don't like superman and black adam for the same reason it's because they just they seem untouchable right like well what's what's ever going to be the story if these characters are so powerful that they can't really be messed with yeah i mean you know with superman it's like cool just come up with like some trinket made out of kryptonite and you can weaken him. You know, and and I get that there are like other stories that have been told that don't have anything to do with kryptonite, but still in the back of my head I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, but yeah. he's still he's like he's still Superman, you I, know? And I'm like I get that, you know, he's super powerful, super fast, super strong, all that stuff and I'm just like, "All right, well, you watch Superman 2, you see that he can turn back time too." So I'm like, "Oh, well, all right, what's what's really gonna get in his way for anything? Yeah, like you just just oh, because just he do doesn't want thing. people to know that Clark Kent is Superman. That's like the most exciting plot point I see in most of the movies. Yeah, it's, it's the fact trying, he's to, trying keep... to hide it. Yeah. yeah, and I never thought about that. That's actually his biggest worry. Like, because he could really take care of anything in the world. Yeah, like the, the world could be destroyed. And he's like, eh, well, okay. It's just, but you know, and I've I've never liked Superman for that reason because it is like, I'm I'm gonna go back to to wrestling. Um, a reason why I think John Cena was such a good character, he'd come out and he wouldn't just roll everyone. He'd legit get his butt kicked for a good oh, yeah. 10 minutes of the match, just completely getting rolled. But his whole thing was never give up, yeah, never give up. And so he had that drive that at the end when he just got beat up, is he going to make it through? Is he like, oh, is this pin it? Is that, that's what brings the excitement to it. And I think like not expecting like, oh yeah, John Cena's just going to run in there and he's John Cena. He's just, he's going to like, cause Brock, Le- that, I think that's why I don't like about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, just his music comes on. And you're like, okay, somebody's going to get German suplex five times, get the F five, yeah. two times. He's going to throw a table over the, the referees and officials are going to come out and try to get him to calm down. They're going to get him halfway up the ramp. He's going to run back to the ring and mess that guy up some more. And yeah, I get that. But now I can ex- now I'm expecting that now yeah. now now it's like and that was and that was the good thing when you finally had Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns because especially now like this current Roman Reigns yeah is also you know untouchable and then you have an untouchable Roman Reigns come up against an untouchable Brock Lesnar and you're like oh now we might see something where we don't know what's gonna happen yeah and maybe that's where they're headed for with Black Adam yeah because. Right, like you have Black Adam, who's untouchable. You have Superman, who's untouchable. Well, they both exist in the same universe, so they might there might just be something down the sh- downstream that's going to happen. Yeah. That could be more exciting for both characters. And well, see, and that's what I kind of liked about um, Iron Man Two. I think it is when he's uh, in that F one race, and oh, yeah. uh, what's that dude's name? Whiplash. The one that, Whiplash. Yeah, and he just appears in because their their question is is like, oh well you know who's going to be a copycat and then he he's so confident saying there's no one that even close to touching what i have and all of a sudden here comes whiplash cutting his thing in half and yeah and showing that i can do way more that's what pulled you in you're like oh no 
Like, okay, they're supposed Iron Man has to make it out of here. We know based on like the flow, but like I'm invested in the story now because Iron Man's we know that Iron Man makes it out at the end of the movie. Like most of the time you know that the superhero is gonna yeah. make it at the end of the you movie. Know. It doesn't make you not want to see the movie. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, like, is like the the excitement from him just coming out and being like, Oh yeah? Well look here, I'm just as powerful, if not more powerful. Yeah. Now we're invested. We didn't expect that. And you, and you see what he had to deal with. Like, he was about to die. Yeah. And now he has to deal with Whiplash. And he has to figure out what's going on with his company. Yeah. And these are all things that he had to figure out and, and grow into to actually figure out solutions for how to make it through. Yeah, each movie he had to adapt his power. Yeah. He had this is actually why, in probably the least common of, of my opinions when it comes to, like, superhero movies, is... Well, so it's changed now because Spider-Man No Way Home came out and that movie is amazing. Uh But before that, my favorite Marvel movie has been Iron Man 3. Yeah, that is a good one. And that's the one where it's the one with the Mandalorian and and they bring in the whole extremist thing, right? And the reason that it's my favorite and like nobody really likes Iron Man 3 for whatever reason. But the reason I love it is probably the reason most people don't like it. It's because there's no Iron Man in it until the very end. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the first Thor. Like yeah, he's got Iron Man. He's got you know he had his heart stuff figured out. He and, and all this, but he got Iron Man taken away from him because his house got blown up. Yeah, yeah, everything got taken. Yeah, and so he spent the whole movie just trying to solve problems without having this suit to rely on. So. Tony had to grow as a person in like a ton of different ways. And he had to drum up some courage to actually be willing to go handle these situations without knowing that he's got the security and, and protection of the Iron Man suit in one form or another. Cause he had like 42 at the time. Yeah. And then you get to the end of the movie and like every, like all the suits show up and it's a huge party. That's amazing. And part yeah, of but we had to work, you know, Tony had to work to get to that point. He didn't just have access to it the whole time. And it was just like, I guess I'll use it now. You know, yeah. It's been there the whole time. Yeah, he didn't have to make a decision like, oh, come on, Tony, please save us. Please save yeah. us. He's like, I want to, but because I, I don't know. I think all the Iron Mans are great movies. And, yeah, so do and, I. And like um, the clean slate, like I remember, because that's the clean slate one at uh-huh. the end of the movie where he's just like, clean slate and Jarvis is like, are you sure, sir? Mm-hmm. And he just, boom, he all, just, ar- yep. all Iron Mans are gone. Which crazy about that, you're thinking like, again, back to what I'm saying, like, not back to, but what I was saying earlier is like, you know that Iron Man comes back, but it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. He just got rid of all of Iron Man. How does this happen? So that invests me in going back to it. Like, so that gets you to want to keep seeing because you're like, well, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. what then happens to Iron Man? Exactly. So I want to I want to kind of tie this in with a little bit of um, a wrestling and a little bit of what our topic's going to be this week. Because like what you mentioned Superman, and I personally don't like Superman for many reasons just because he's kind of a boring character in general but also because he is indestructible and there's a quote that i like and i always share it from time to time on my social media but it is um uh, it's from a movie called angus from 1992 a lot of people haven't seen it if you've seen it if you've seen the movie angus here's a bonus guys if you've seen the movie angus hit me up on my facebook page tell me i'm gonna figure out something special for you because that that you're, you're my friend now but anyways Back to the topic. If uh, in Angus, it's he's he's it's about a, a overweight kid that's just coming into his own, really, and he's having trouble struggling with being the overweight kid and always fun, constantly fighting with the popular kid. Um, and uh, that guy's name's gonna come to me, the popular guy. But uh, um, he um, his de- his grandfather goes and he says, "Superman is not brave," 
and he goes, did you take your pills, Grandpa? And he goes, listen to me. Superman is not brave. I see where you're going already. He's like, he may not, be, he may be good looking. He may, he may be strong. He may be smart. He may be funny. Hell, he may even get the girls, but he's not brave. He's, he's indestructible. You can't be brave if you're indestructible. He said, it's people like you and your mother that go out into the world and know, knowing that you can be crushed at any given moment and still get up every morning and get go out there every day. That's brave. And that's why I don't like Superman. And that's why Batman's better than Superman right there. He's human. And and see, and, and people say, oh, well, it's the money. And it's like, no, well, Batman had to go through a lot to become Batman. And But back to my point, though, is you can't be brave without without being destructible yeah you have to be destructible for it and i think um that's that's the motivation like because we're talking about motive uh, motivation today and we're going to bring you to types of motivation and bring you how you can use it to because motivation sucks guys i'm going to tell you that for first thing it's pretty terrible for as much as it gets pushed out in the world as as this holy grail of being the key to all your success, it's actually pretty terrible. Yeah, but then think about it. Like, look at look at Superman as a prime example. Of course, he's a fictional character. Nothing can ever exist like Superman. But just the, the what I said, Superman has no interest in being brave because nothing he has no reason to be brave. There's no he has everything he wants. He's strong. He's good looking. He's fast. He has no reason to try for anything other than what he is already. He is. He like he's like I said he doesn't he has no motive to be brave there's because he doesn't have to be there's no and that that brings me to my point like a lot of motivation we think is on the external we think that we want to be because we want to be strong be because we want to do this we want to do that and really I think we've we fail to realize like you know we talked in the last episode of of breaking down why something bothered us. And I think we've got to realize why something scares us. And if you don't allow yourself to have that type of motivation, be motivated by that fear, um, the fear of being, you know, I think it's a fear of anything, really, because if you think about a motivate, one of the big motivations is fear. People sometimes, you know, as an intrinsic um, type of motivation, you don't want to be looked at as a, as the way society sees overweight people, so you want to look skinnier. Um, your fear, uh, cause you went to the doctor, told you you're, uh, you're on the way to type two diabetes. You might lose a, a limb. That's fearful. Those are fearful motives. And I think if you don't have, and I'm not saying it's necessarily, you have to, you go by fear. I'm not saying you don't need to go by fear. What I am saying is if you don't allow yourself to have those emotions, you'll never know that they're there or you never go through them. You'll never know why you're really doing something like the reason why, like the reason why Superman isn't brave because he doesn't have really he doesn't really have to be afraid of anything yeah because he's so indestructible yeah whereas you know tony stark and iron man 3 when he's when he's making his way through warehouses and buildings and everything and he's not protected by anything that takes bravery yeah because he could die or when he was captured at one point when he was stuck in that cave exactly yeah he was stuck in that cave he you know, it's not like he wanted to just hang out there. It's not like he's like, hey, you know what? This is a perfect time to build that machine I've always been thinking about building. No, he, he, there was a certain motivation there to get out of where he was. And it was that, and I'm not saying, again, fear base is the way, you go, way to go. But he, the fear was the motivation of that or the, the, the whole, 
um, not wanting to be captured, not wanting. And then again, when he was running through those those warehouses, trying not to be captured again because he knows what it feels like to be there. Yeah. If he never knew that feeling, if he never had that emotion to to run away from, it, it never would have been a motivator. Like, you know, it's hard to go out for a run to motivate yourself to get out, put your jogging gear on, put the music on, put your phone in the right position so it don't bother you and jiggle when you when you run. Got to get your house key. Got to get your wallet. Do you need your wallet? Man, I might as well take my wallet because I'm going for a long run. Yeah. yeah, all these stuff. But guaranteed, if you were just walking down the street and a rabid pit bull came behind you, you wouldn't need to think about all those things to run. You would just run. Yeah. You know, you so wouldn't, you wouldn't get tired. You would just yeah, you would just go and so, keep going until the dog is gone. Yeah. So you know, it it, it really goes back to like motivation is crap because you're not going to have that dog chasing you the whole time. You're not right. going to have that fear and it's almost wrong to live in that fear. So now we're talking about motivation being kind of hard thing to deal with. Yeah. You know, and there's, you know, there's, there's really two different major flavors of, of motivation. Mm -hmm. And you talked about them, right? Intrinsic and extrinsic, yes. right? Extrinsic is, is being motivated by the outside. Yes. So, you know, being, you know, an example is wanting to lose weight because you want to feel accepted. You you feel like that's the way that you think society wants you to be, and so you're doing it. You're you're doing it for external, right? Which mm -hmm. again, if you watched the last episode, now you're placing expectations on things you can't control, so you can see where that's going, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that's basically your extrinsic motivation. Your intrinsic motivation is coming from within. So it's because it's it could be the same goal right like you want to lose weight and rather than saying i want to lose weight because of what society thinks i should wear or how society thinks i should look an intrinsic form of motivation would be well like coach will's story of of wanting to lose weight because he wanted to be able to go on a long walk and not mm -hmm. feel winded that's an in that's an inside source of motivation so it's not coming from anything that you got told outside any stories or anything like that or magazines or social media but it's coming from your own experience of, I just want to do something better. So yes. you're motivated by your own desire to do a thing better. Mm -hmm. I, and I think that this episode is a very important one because I feel a lot of people's motivations are extrinsic right now because they, they're looking for the outside source. Uh, last week was Halloween. Um, you might be wanting to lo lose weight to get fit into a certain costume when really I, that's arbitrary to you. Like, yeah, people might make fun of you if you're an overweight Spider-Man. Yeah, people might have their comments. But really, that motivation to fit into that specific costume at that specific time is really coming from an external source. You know, really, if you felt great about yourself, you would wear whatever costume you wanted to on Halloween. And you wouldn't feel you had to lose some weight before you you can be validated in that, that, yeah. that costume. You know, if... if you know, if you're an overweight Spider-Man, you're an overweight Spider-Man. It's Halloween. You're being whatever the hell you want. Right. Um, and that's really the gray area between the two, right? Between yeah. intrinsic and extrinsic. Because you could say, I want to lose weight because I want to fit in this Spider-Man costume. Yeah. And that seems like it's intrinsic, right? But then, like we talked about last episode, you got to pull the rug up. Mm -hmm. What's underneath that? Yeah. Why do you feel like you have to look a specific way to, quote unquote, earn being able to be Spider-Man? Because society thinks that you should look a certain way to be Spider-Man. Yeah. And now it's not intrinsic anymore. It seemed like it, but when you really dig in, now you realize it's it's coming from the outside because of what you think, society thinks, Spider-Man should look like. 
Yeah, like, so for me, for instance, guys, I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus under this one so I don't feel like I'm pointing the finger directly through the speakers on this one. Uh, mine, I like to worry about my body image. I, I do my bodybuilding schemes and all that stuff. When I was growing up, I watched wrestling. Like, well, if you haven't figured out that Coach and I are wrestling fans by now, probably need to listen a little bit more. Yeah. Just kidding. But uh, um, no, one of my guys, and I don't know why, like my one of my biggest fan, one of my biggest uh, favorite wrestlers was Triple H growing up. Uh, of course, Shawn Michaels. I always liked Goldust was one, for some random reason, Goldust was always number one on my list. Um, but it was Triple H and it was a lot of what they call the body guys in yeah. wrestling. And the body guys are the, the bodybuilder looking ones. You know, uh, for me, it was Billy Gunn. Like, he's still a wrestler, guys, at 53, 57 years old. I forget his age. I think he's at 57, 58 or yeah, something he's, Yeah, he's on the further end of 50s, I think. Yeah. And he looks amazing. And um, anyone can say steroids or not. But regardless, he looks amazing. This is the exchange talking, you know? Like, this is me saying he looks amazing. I want to look like him at his age. Back when I was 12 years old, I wanted to look like what he did in the attitude area. Yeah. I, I, was, I was a 12 – I was – I was a 12-year-old boy that weighed almost 200 pounds thinking, I want to look like Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn had an eight-pack, baby-oiled body, like just completely like every guy my age now wants to look like Billy Gunn did back then. And I was a 12-year-old. And that was the thing is I want to look like the wrestler I see on TV. That was my thing. I want to look like the the superhero I see in the movies. I want to look like that. For me, I can – easily say that's intrinsic that that will make me feel good it will make me feel good it does make me feel good but i gotta be honest with myself i gotta really pull that rug up like coach said i really gotta look into that why does it make me feel good is it the compliments is you know like we talked about dwayne uh johnson he's of course like anyone else who touches weights or watched wrestling in the 90s he's kind of a uh uh not an idol but you know we kind of look up to the guy yeah he's an icon for sure yeah so we we look up to him and want to look like him i flexed my arm one time and somebody gave me the compliment of it so that made me feel amazing by the way they saw the way i looked that's you could say that's intrinsic but is it really like i wanted to look like this is that gray area we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, you really got to know and you really have to understand yourself to so, be able to determine which side it falls on. And I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to make everyone wait to how, how I made this an intrinsic, um, a motivation for myself. I'm going to make you guys wait to later in the episode to hear how I actually use this to motivate myself and keep myself motivated rather than using it as an extrinsic. Like I'm, I'm going to clear up that gray area later though, guys, I'm going to make you listen, but I still want to keep talking about like, not necessarily bad motivations, but but the external uh, motivationers, like because there's there, there's so many, there's so many, and it's not just looks. It's you know, it, it, last episode we talked about the fitness guy, the person that just started losing weight. Maybe they might not look like a the bodybuilder. Maybe they might not look like society wants to, but everyone's noticing that they're losing weight, and they kind of need that fuel. They kind of need that like like we 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 also mentioned how they um. They're trying to convince people they like it. Yeah. You know, and that that's extrinsic. Like that that's really trying to you're trying to get that that validation from an outside source. You're really you want someone to say, Oh wow, you are doing great. You've been on the keto diet for two months. Wow, yeah. I could never do that. And you're thinking in your head, Yeah, it's been so miserable, I've cheated on it. But yeah, no, give me that motivation. I need yeah, that. Yeah. And 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 or when you go to the gym, um, you know, one motivation I, I kinda started uh bitching a coach about this before and i said yes yes i'm talking about that because that is one of my biggest pet peeves in the gym and i think that that is one of 
most detrimental things to people when they try to start out on a, on a fitness journey. And it's working out with a partner in a group. Um, I think it's a great motivation. I think uh, seeking motivation from your significant other, your best friends, for them to really give you that support, it, it you need it. It's, it's, it's an absolute must. Yeah, there's value there for sure. Yeah, but I think when you're – like it comes back to what we are talking about with expectations. You can really rely a lot of expectations into that relationship now. A lot of like if, you know, you tell your friend, hey, man, I've really been – it's, you know, we have this uh, podcast on a Monday. I don't know if it's by purpose or not to start out your week, but every diet starts on Monday. Why not start listening to the, the podcast on a Monday? But anyway, so you want to start working out eating right on Monday. You don't want to do it alone. You want your best friend to do it. Text him, hey man, been thinking we should go to the gym. We should start eating right. Friends kind of thinking the same thing, not as on board as you, but they know that y'all's eating habits and lifestyles ain't the best. So you're at, he he unwillingly agrees. Yeah, man, you have that guest pass. You you we're, you have the black card at Planet Fitness. You could take one free guest with you. I can go to the gym for free. We're gonna get ripped and big and all this fun stuff because we're gonna start working out. We're really gonna hit it. Well, both of you are half ass motivated right now. Right. Both ha- no one's half ass motivated. One's quarter ass motivated. So you're going with three quarters of ass motivation right now on two people. And that's not a whole lot. You're relying on a little bit of motivation for two people that just don't want to be there. So now you're, there's there's a handful of excuses. Not only are you putting into your hand all the excuses that you have for going to the gym, all those ones that, that led up to this Monday because the diet starts on Monday, all the, all the excuses that have led to Monday, all the excuses that have stopped the last diet, the, all the yo-yo dieting, all those excuses, you have them in one hand. Well, now you're calling up your partner and saying, hey, man, why don't you give me a whole another handful of excuses? Because that's what I need. And I'm not really, you know what, and I'll get into the positive because you know how we bring this around full circle, guys. But this is how bad it can be. You know, you really got to start with yourself. You really got to start internally. You really got to start seeking out why do you want to do that and figure out why it's important to you. Not why it's important for your friend to come to you. Not If they come Monday through Wednesday with you to the gym, awesome. If they don't feel like going Thursday and Friday, no, no, no sweat, man. Cool. Yeah. See you Monday. But you, what what usually happens in that situation when there's that partnership? Usually, what happens yeah, is here's we're talking about they it. they both go Monday through Wednesday, uh-huh. and then one calls the other or texts the other and says, "I'm not going today." Yeah, and then the other's like, "Well, if they're not going to go today, then I guess it's probably not that big a deal if I don't go either." Exactly, You're- and then that whole downward spiral starts there, and then all of a sudden, neither of you are going. Yeah. at all anymore yeah because only one's paying for the membership right it's not that that person's not investing the time or the money to go to get that membership they're just going when you tell them to go and another thing it, it, it went back yeah exactly it goes back to those two hands of excuses now instead of that one handful of excuses like you know why don't you go to the gym well i work 12 hours a day i work 10 to 12 hours a day i have children or i have dogs i have cats i have to work on my car i have to do all this stuff those are that's your handful of excuses and that's a lot of reasons going on if you work out after work those are a lot of reasons this is why i work out at early in the morning so i don't have to my mind a chance to yeah. to give life doesn't excuses. have a chance to get away yeah, exactly for the most part now you're taking but now you're taking that handful of excuses you're taking all these excuses that could possibly occur throughout your day 
and you're adding someone else's handful. They had a bad day. Their car broke down. They needed to help so-and-so do something. So, so they want, they're not going to be able to make it at 630. And yeah. you're like, well, it's Wednesday. We went these two days. They're not able. I'm not going to go if they don't go. Yeah. I'll, now, now I'll, their excuses become your excuses. Yeah. Too. So not only do you have your handful of excuse now, you're dipping into that person's handful. You're allowing their excuses to be your excuses now. And not, and and not only that, you may go Wednesday. You may be like, okay, he can't make it Wednesday. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go do cardio. Because that's I, I don't know why everyone thinks that. They're like, I'm just going to go do this. If you make it through the door of the gym, do a whole workout. Yeah. Even even if it is like you know, doing a little bit of everything, do a little bit of everything. Don't just go just to do a walk on the cardio, on the treadmill. Just go go do something else then. Like go for a walk in the park. Go. You're wasting your time. Personally, I'm just telling you. If you walk through those, the door of that gym, do something. But anyways, comes Wednesday. Your friend texts you. He's having car trouble. He doesn't feel, He's not feeling it. Everything's all right, but he just doesn't feel like going to the gym today. You're like, okay, I'm going to go. Well, you made it. But now, like I said, you're saying, well, I'll just go do cardio. Well, there's that motivation again. That just crushed your motivation. His lack of motivation just spilled into yours. Not, you still went. Half the battle is showing up to the gym. I'm a personal trainer at a gym, guys. I will tell you that. Just show up to the fucking gym and we'll get you there. Yeah. That, that, that's it. But with that being said, now you have this guy's unmotivated mind, his mindset leaking into yours. And it goes back to last episode. It's not necessarily telling you. It's not directly telling you, hey, you're less motivated now. But with, with, with those... with your surroundings and with the subconscious in your head, now it's making it seem easier for you to make those excuses. Now that he's made that excuse, now that he's made this excuse, okay, well, you went Wednesday. It wouldn't be so bad if you missed Thursday now with an excuse too because he is an excuse. So you yeah. can use one, right? Like now we're now we're open to the idea of. Yeah, now you're making the pattern in the wrong direction. Yeah, like instead of you guys, yeah. And you're losing out on what working out together really is. It's not making sure when you're at the gym, you know, like, oh, what do you want to work out? I don't know. What are you going to work out? No. Working out with a partner, working out in a group, working out in this whole, in a setting with someone else besides yourself is the accountability part. Like if you're thinking, if your friend's thinking through uh, not wanting to go to the gym for car trouble or it's. And we all know stupid excuses. The excuse only sounds good to the person who's sat there all day thinking of it. Yeah. Because they, they know all the little details of their excuse. All we're hearing is, uh, oh, yeah, um, so today I didn't have my morning coffee and I had this and that. And blah, blah, blah. And it just, it's just it's bullcrap. And you know that. And that's why I'm saying it opens the idea to that. If that guy can get away with a bullcrap uh, excuse, why can't I? But we're, we're losing what, what the purpose of it. The purpose of working out as friends is if a friend gives you a bullcrap idea to, to not go, you're supposed to help them unravel that. Yeah. And pull it up. You're supposed to pull them yeah. to still go. That's the yeah. whole point of the partner in the first place is when yeah. one of you starts to fall off track a little bit, the other's supposed to be there to catch you and just say, no, 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 <sighs> we're going this way. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to the gym today on Wednesday because that's what we, that's what we promised ourselves we're going to do. Yeah. Or yeah. The, the one, um, when you like I said, when you work, start working through an uh, an excuse, like a friend says, "No, we said we're gonna go to the gym. We're going to the gym. I don't care if such and such did this. We're planning. You know, we said seven o'clock. 
we go to Planet Fitness yeah. on such and such. Tell them we'll show up after. Yeah, we'll show. Yeah, we'll we'll go and I'll help you move or help them move or something. It's excuses because when you're allowing people to fall into those excuses, they'll allow you to fall into the excuses too. We're trying to get each other. And one thing too is when you start telling, okay, I'm tired. Why are you tired? Like you guys are best friends. You can have these conversations. You're supposed to like sit down before you start going to the gym and say, hey, look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have these conversations. It's hard. I don't think this ever gets done, but people need to have these conversations and say, if you give me an excuse like saying, I'm tired, we're going to be like, we're best friends. I know what you do all day. We talk about your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your crush. We talk about what you eat. We talk about what you didn't eat. We talk about who, you know, how late you were out, your toxic, all your toxic personalities, your habits. Best friends probably know your habits better than you do. That's why it's such a good, a good idea to to work out with a friend because if you try to come up with an excuse they'll be like no you usually try to do that um another thing is a lot of people don't realize that they become friends with their personal trainers and we learn a lot of excuses and this is where friends should come in um a friend was uh, a person called off their training uh one day and to another trainer and they're like i'm just really tired work was busy and i'm just not feeling it Knowing good and well that the person that they were texting this to knew that they went out the night before to a concert drinking. This is why this is why friends are great for accountability. You guys can either be enabling bad behavior or be, hold, be holding each other accountable. Yeah. You can be like, dude, I know you went out last night. I know what happened. I know why you're tired. This is why we never go to the gym is because yeah. we always find this excuse of why we're tired. I'll buy you an energy drink. Meet me there. You guys are friends. You should be able to sit there with your friend through his issue. Even if it is kind of like a family issue or a big issue, sit there with your friend. Find out why they're trying to call it off. Because half the time of why somebody's uh, trying to say they don't want to go, they're, they're not tired. They're tired of trying to deal with something. They're ty- tired of trying to manipulate and maneuver situations around in their day to make certain things happen. So that's the tired. They're not, I mean, again, again like we said, Coach wrestled a 24-hour match. You know, could you imagine if at, at hour 16 you're like, oh, I'm too tired. <laughs> you know, you, the hour 24 happened. I don't care if you were too I mean, tired. I did have that thought of yeah, hour 16. Really from like hours 12 forward, I was like, this is awful. I'm so <laughs> exhausted. But it happened. So now you know that if somebody works an eight-hour day at a desk job, they're not necessarily too tired for an easy workout. I'm not saying that they have to go train. Because Eddie Hall, he's a guy I watch all the time. Eddie Hall used to go and uh, work as a diesel mechanic, work 12-hour days. That's hard labor work for 12-hour days. Then go train to be the world's strongest man. Same with Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman was a a police officer for – I don't know how many t- Olympia titles, but he remained a police officer. So back to the friends with excuses. Now you guys can walk with those uh, with those uh, metrics. You guys can walk in and be like, well, I'm not Ronnie Coleman. I'm not Eddie Hall. But this is what we can do. And this, guys, you're my friend. I don't have to. You're not. It's not some stranger you're trying to coddle. Your, your relationship's pretty close. And I imagine the... The language you guys use is pretty colorful and pretty direct to each other. So you can call each other out on each other's bullshit. And that should be used in a positive way. Not, oh, dude, I'm not feeling it today. Oh, yeah, me either, bro. We're not going to go to the gym. That's enabling. That's called enabling behavior. Addicts do it all the time. That's That's why you do see, like, whenever you see, like, a crackhead with a girlfriend, 
That's enabling. That it's not because you know I, I always see the meme. Oh, a crackhead can keep a girlfriend, and I can't even get a text back. Well, a crackhead gets a girlfriend because of the enabling behavior behind their addiction. Yeah, you know that's the only reason why. That's you know it's easier to base a relationship around a negative fact than it is to uplift somebody because you have those two people have got to want to to push for the change. Yeah, and a lot of times now, it seems like we are more comfortable with going down that coddling enabling side mm -hmm. instead of that that more accountable side yeah you know and it's you know i think it's because people don't want to have those hard conversations anymore people don't want to upset the people mm -hmm. around them because they don't want to be cast out they don't want to be left alone they don't want to not be friends with that person anymore so yeah. rather than have the hard conversations they'll just say or do whatever just in the interest of preserving the relationship, even though it's really not. But, you know, short term, it's it's it feels better to just not have that conversation and say, well, why are you not doing what you said you were going to do? Yeah, I think. Do you think? OK, so I'm going to put this out there because we've talked about this before with the group versus the individual mentality. Now it's the individual versus the group mentalities now usually like say if there's a person that's trying to get healthy we always talk about this guy and he has a group of friends or they have a group of friends that saying oh and they, they you know they just don't take their dieting seriously because if they change and they do better then this is kind of have to force not to do better but to actually reevaluate what they're doing with their lives so they're going to try to knock that person down subconsciously like we always mention you know like there's that group mentality subconsciously they don't know they're doing it but you know, oh, look, there he is with his diet. Now, what I'm arguing on this point today is that maybe with, maybe subconsciously, like say, if I go to you, hey, Tone, let's go to the gym tomorrow. But when I'm asking you that, I'm asking you with the hopes and the expectations that you have less willpower than me, that if you give him, well, I just couldn't keep going because Tony can't keep going. So no, 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 no. like, it's not my fault anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so how we use it, uh, like, with the group mentality, like if if we all are drinking and we all are eating bad, then none of us are trying to do better and none of us are making each other look bad. If I can get somebody to go train with me and that person gives up, that person doesn't eat right, that person stops working out, well, it's not on me. It was on them. I yeah. just like, you know, so I think that there's that mentality as well. It's it's more of that responsibility yeah, shifting, like, that, that finger pointing. Yeah, I think there's something there I, for yeah. sure. Hey, well, and it's if, if they don't do it, then I don't have to, right? Like, right. Like, or you know if you if you if you do find somebody to lift with right and say uh, they're you know they're in better shape than you go well they stopped and they're in better shape than me so i can stop i'm fine yeah yeah or I'm, I'm going to you know and this is why i hate uh when people are weighing themselves while working out and exercising because again it goes to those external motivations yeah that, and that's what we're talking about is how detrimental external motivations can really bring you down and it's somebody who's weighing themselves constantly you know, and they, then they might feed themselves the stuff like, well, muscle weighs more than fat, so I think I'm just gaining more muscle. And I'm not trying to, like, I'm really not trying to rain on your parade and say, well, no, you're just not losing. It takes a lot to, like, as a bodybuilder, as somebody who's watched somebody try to um, build muscle and really gauged it, it takes a lot to put on five pounds of muscle. It takes a lot to put on five pounds of muscle. If you if you think about, you know, everyone wants to, to criticize the, the steroid abuser and how much they... Uh, like attribute their muscle gain to steroids it takes that guy a lot of steroids a lot of eating a lot of regimen to put on 10 to 15 pounds in a year so let's just put that so that's why you don't want to use your weight 
You don't want to use, okay, well, I, I've been going to the gym. No, like you need to go to the gym. You need to stay consistent and you need to find a reason other than like these, these other reasons. Because like if you're, if one week you weighed 210 pounds, this week you weighed 212 and you went to the gym two or three times last week, kind of willy nilly. And, but you're, you're, you're trying to convince yourself, no, no, but muscle weighs more than fat. That's when you really need to start walking through that and going through, well, no, you know, maybe you need to find other metrics because obviously you're not, you're not getting the ones you want and you're, you're feeding back into a negative, negative enabling, uh, mindset. And, and, and coach, you mentioned it. We, we get into this thing in society now where you want to be positive. I don't, I want to say that, you know, I'm saying that with a loose term, positive mindset. Because we do preach a positive mindset here all day, every day on this podcast. But there is a toxic positive mindset yeah. where it's oh, like, absolutely. where you can be like, oh, well, that's okay if you didn't. That's okay if you, you know, it, it, there's, it's like, um, it is like that. Oh, well, I I gained weight. Uh, muscle weighs more than fat. No, you got to be real with yourself on that one. You know, there, there's, you got to, you got to have some more understanding behind that or, um, where was I going with the, the that one? I think I think with weighing yourself, you're you're not only opening the door for all those extrinsic ones, but you're also putting yourself like in a room with with failure. And and then now you're starting to tell yourself stuff like, Well, I have a thyroid issue. Now I have, or I have this and it's okay to have this. Yeah. And I am a person that preaches rest. I, I like if I was, I'm a personal trainer and if I can, if I can coach just three things for the rest of my, my training days and three things alone, it would be the deadlift, the squat and rest day. I, that's all I, that's all I would coach if, if that was valid, but because I'm just trying to prove how much I like rest, yeah. rest day and how much I think it's important. Although, I think it is goes back to the those those excuses of, well, you you're supposed to rest, you're supposed to recover. I think those are we're we're opening the door for a lot of. Of of reasons to rest, and then we're not really realizing, like a goal. What is our goal? What is our, what's our reason to counter that? You know, we're finding like I mentioned the two handfuls of excuses. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm sitting there with two handfuls of excuses. Why am I just not buying into those excuses? They're obviously there for a reason. Right. Why am I not buying into them? Well, now we're getting into the intrinsic uh, motivation. We're finding reasons. Well, what does it matter to you? What does it matter to you that the person thinks like, you know, that you're overweight? What does it matter to you that you are overweight? Does it really matter what that person thinks? If it does, then it's really not the overweight that's the issue. There's a, thir- there's a certain thought that's there. Like, you know, for me, I'm not saying, oh, it all started with my mother. But I think, you know, I, one thing I noticed is my mom does make a lot of comments about people's body image. I'm not trying to make my mom out to a bad person, but she's an older woman. Little older people like to make a lot of comments on people's bodies. And, you know, and I, and I thought about that and I was like, I was a really overweight child. And growing up through my overweight uh, life, I, there, I noticed a lot of, not even if they weren't uh, comments being directed towards me, you notice a lot of the comments being directed in just general conversations about overweight people, about skinny people, about dieting. When I was in the fourth grade, 
I went to uh, try out for a football team. They weighed me. I weighed 121 pounds at, at I think it was 10 years old, fourth grade, I think. Yeah. And um, I just remember everyone gathering around me. A group of coaches were just like shaking their head in awe, looking at me like, I don't know what we're going to do. It was an issue. And I was like this poor little kid that just finished my hot dog and bag of chips. I didn't know what was going on. This world was introduced to me. So here I'm going, like these people are just standing around a circle. Like I, I'm, this was, this was 26 years ago, 27 years ago. And I, like yesterday I could close my eyes and I could just feel everyone standing around me. It's just in a circle. Like I remember because, and it was like almost like you're standing in a circle because kids that's from school, um, later that week, they were there watching me get weighed in and they told everyone, you know, how much I weighed and how much, you know, like the, the coaches made a big deal about it. And the coaches were talking about crash dieting. They're This is the, when I learned about dieting. This is when my family started introducing dieting to my fa- my life because they found out, well, they thought, man, there's something really wrong with the kid. I really wish that back in the day, someone would have sat me down and said, don't listen to those guys. This is what this is what matters about being overweight. When people are overweight, this is the issue with it. It's not necessarily how you look. This is what can potentially happen with your life. This is what could potentially go wrong with making these choices. Not this is this is this is the ridicule. This is a humiliation you're going to constantly feel because I stayed fat for that happened when I was 10 until I mean, I lost a little, I've been a yo-yo diary pretty much my whole life until then, yeah. until about two, three years ago. Like that's how much of that affects. So when we're talking about motivations, yeah, I guess we can't just sit everyone in a room and ridicule and humiliate them until, till it works because look how long it took me. It took me what, 20 years? Because I've only been at the, 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 the look, the look, let's go off the, the, the external motivation here. The look that I've always wanted, because I mentioned, I wanted to look like the pro wrestler. Remember Billy Gunn? I wanted to be that body guy. I wanted to be that body guy because everyone looked at him and praised him. Yeah. You know, everyone, but they didn't sit around in a circle around a scale and tell him how horrible he was because of how much he enjoyed his hot dog. He just ate, you know, that didn't motivate me. That did not motivate. You would think that would motivate me. You would think that would, I want that. It made me want to look like a certain way. It made me, but now I finally look like Billy Gunn did back then. Kind of almost, I hope fingers crossed. But I and but that took me till I was okay. So I'm two and a half years or three years, three years into my 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 weight loss and fitness lifestyle change. Three years out of twenty seven years, twenty four years, it took that humiliation because it wasn't just that one time. I was an overweight kid. I was an overweight kid with boobs. It was humiliating, guys. You would think that would have motivated me to to figure out what to do. To figure out what to 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 base my diet on, to base my life around. To I was a kid. I didn't know any better. If if these kids didn't, if these adults didn't circle around me and tell me how bad my overweight was, being overweight was. If they would have sat down and or and pull me into a room and be like, okay, you're overweight for your age. That's not bad. If you're happy, that's a good thing. But this is what it can mean for you as far as health wise. And, but no, they stood around me with a group and the bigger the group, I, like for me, it was a hundred people. It could have been just, you know, the three coaches and about five kids. Right. But for me, it but was it like, felt like, yeah, like you said, a hundred like people the, yeah. and the room was closing in. And, you know, so then I was then like became aware that this is not how you, society wants you to look. And I had to fight against that. And for me, that put a lot of bitterness in my life that put a lot of, and again, 
it didn't work. I'm, I wasn't, I didn't go and I, I left that team. I didn't join the team. Yeah, I was going to be a part of a team that treated me that way. And it didn't motivate me to stay on the team. It didn't motivate me to lose weight. It made me, and then it, I felt better eating the, the frozen chimichangas than I ever did with the, any of that ridicule that the kid, because I remember that kid um, specifically. He went and he told, and it's not even like the na 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 fat. Like he went and he told the group of kids um, how much I weighed. And the way he told them was the way that the coaches reacted. Like if I was going to drop dead. So that group of kids just kind of turned and looked at me like, oh no. Yeah. And like, and it's just like, and I kind of like that mindset in the sense that, like, okay, we all need to be aware that, okay, maybe health, health wise, I was on the wrong direct in the wrong direction, and everybody needs to, every person needs to come to an understanding that that's probably not the great course to be on, but that I wasn't a bad person and I wasn't unhealthy. Yeah. Now, that became not not just me. Now take me out of the equation. Just think, little fat boy getting made fun of. Now think of that group of kids. Think of all those group of kids. Now they have a body image issue. Mm-hmm. Now all of them, even if they're skinny people, they can't. Now they're thinking, man, I can't ever get fat because what if everyone turns and looks at me like that? Them in that. Yeah, in they'll, the that they'll be. Yeah. yeah, they'll be in the, the center of all that, and everyone will tell them that they have to stop eating because. Um, I was like, what's a crash diet? What is a crash diet? And the coach was like, oh well, you can't eat for a week, and when you start eating, you'll have to just start eating this and this and that. And I was like, well, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Like when you start telling stuff to a kid, it's like, why? Right. Like what? And but you know, the crash diet. But then these kids heard crash. Oh, he has to go on a crash diet. No, 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 no. I never went on the crash diet. I didn't, I quit football. Right. I didn't have the motivation to go because I was already this horrible person for doing what I did. But it made me feel happy. So why not keep doing it? And so, but these kids got now. Now they're walking around thinking, I can't ever be like that yeah. because look what happened to him. Look how he's being treated. Being treated. Now I can't ever get fat. I'm gonna tell this person. Now what do we do? We gotta tease people who are fat because if we tease them, then all like, and we don't think of things as subconsciously because obviously it's subconscious. But when we tease somebody about being fat, I think we're just re re like generating that that belief that okay, if you're fat too, people are gonna treat you this way. This right. is why you don't want to be this way. This and you're by doing it, you're reminding yourself why you don't want to be in that situation, and so with those external motivations obviously now you're understanding why i think motivation sucks yeah why i think motivation when people say can you motivate me what motivates you to keep get to the gym motivation is a is a complete toxic tool that is used against you almost all the time discipline now discipline is what gets you somewhere yeah and this is it's there's there's actually two points i want to go down um one, you mentioned, you know, people asking to be motivated. And it makes me think of this old, old, like it's old now, uh, Gary V video. And I think I know exactly which one it is because it spoke so loudly to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you, if you if you don't know who Gary V is, he's an entrepreneur. He's got, he's building all these businesses. And the way he speaks, the way he talks, and the way he gives advice is very motivational in, in, in appearance. And so... There was a, a while where, you know, when the world was still mostly open, where he was going around and, and he was doing all these conferences all, around, all across the world. He was being paid to be a keynote speaker. And as part of those events, when he was also in like another country for like a day or two, he would also do like a, a meetup that night, not connected to the event that he was paid to be at. 
but just something else that people could go they could meet him they could talk to him all for free he was just trying to give back to the to the world and i say was he still is mm-hmm. um but somebody had had gotten up to him and they said they wanted a they wanted gary to motivate him and they wanted to like he gave him his phone and he just said hey record a video of yourself motivating me so that i can just play this whenever i feel that i want to be motivated and gary said no he didn't want to do that and he didn't want to motivate him there in the moment either because he recognized that you know if he motivated him right there cool he's fired up right now but then you know a few days later when he needs to be motivated and gary's not there what is what is this kid going to do and the video is really not going to do the kid much justice in that in that instance either and what gary said is really what stuck out to me is gary said that the kid was asking him to fix his sink and gary was trying to help him fix his well so he's trying to go down right like we would say you know we're trying to pull the carpet up it's the same thing right and that's that stuck to me because yeah he's gary's trying to take it deeper he doesn't want to just like make the surface smooth right he's he doesn't want to just brush sand over it just make a smooth layer of sand. yeah wants to fix the foundation of what's going on you know miles underneath that sand yeah and you know we talk about the you know like the social ridicule from from you know being overweight and being perceived a different way by society and then it also carrying over to people that were you know outside of that circle or forming the circle and how now they get programmed to have a, a specific body image right mm. to in their case to avoid being in that circle right and you know now we're at a point in society where the pendulum has swung back the other way and now we have this you know this this health at every size movement which is you know the idea that people can be healthy regardless of their size and there's, you know, when it first, first started, there was, there was some real good value in there, mm-hmm. but it just got co-opted and it just got taken to, yeah. to a, an, an unhealthy extreme because, you know, the, the original point was that a person's weight should not impact their value. And that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Like you're not more or less of a person based off of whatever the scale spits back at you. You're just as, as valuable of a person as somebody that's not overweight and vice versa. You're, you know, whatever the scale says, it doesn't make you more or less of a person. The problem now is the, the movement has become this space where people can be overweight and they're almost applauded for it. And it's like, well, okay, like I see what you're trying to do, yeah, but you're setting this person up for a, a, a host of health problems down the road because you're making it okay for them to live this unhealthy life now. To be clear, I'm not saying that everybody has to look like a bodybuilder. I'm not mm. saying that everybody has to be 10% body fat or anything that low or anything like that. But I am saying that people need healthy need to focus on the habits that they're doing that are that are dictating where they're going in life. Mm. And that's really where where we're about to head when we start talking about discipline and we start talking about habits, right? When we try to talk about motivation and we try to, you know, we try to go like, what's the best music to listen to, to be motivated? What's the perfect YouTube video to listen to when you're in the parking lot of the gym to fire you up before you go. And all of those seem fine. They seem harmless, except they're, they're programming you. They're programming you to need those things Mm -hmm. in order to have a good workout. Right. It's like last episode, we were talking about social media and I was talking about how, you know, if we, if all we do is scroll social media, we're training our body to only accept information and these tiny, 15 second 30 second blocks and anything Mm -hmm. longer than that good luck getting that through 
well, it's the same thing. If you are training yourself to need a YouTube video, even if you just have this, the, like the right one picked out or you have a playlist of like your favorite motivational videos on YouTube and you just go there, you pick one every day you go to the parking lot. Cool. What's going to happen if you get there and your phone's dead? What's going to happen if you get there and you lost your phone? Your mm-hmm. phone's broken. What's going to happen if you get there and there's no cell signal? How are you going to get into the gym? You can't get motivated now because your source of it is gone. Mm-hmm. And really what what replaces what should replace motivation and what will actually carry you through is that discipline that you build, right? And this is, you know, this is something that you can build from motivation. So motivation can get you in the door. Mm-hmm. Discipline will actually get you through the work, right? And the, you know, a, a visual way to think about building this is if you have a workout partner, you found a friend, you found somebody to help keep you accountable, they're going to get you motivated to get in the gym and get started, right? Well, when you finally get to the gym and you're starting to build that habit, because that's what you're building as, as you're going mm-hmm. over and over again, anything that you're doing more than once, you're building a habit for that thing. So it doesn't matter if it's a good thing or a bad thing. If it's resourceful, if it's unresourceful, you're still building a habit by repeating that action or, or that lack of action. Mm-hmm. And when you are going to the gym and you're making that habit of, of going like, cool, we go Monday through Friday, we're going every day after work. You're also building that discipline because that discipline is what will keep you going to the gym. And once you get to a point where you build enough discipline, it will actually get you in the gym when the other person's not there. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know you're on the right track. It's not when you found that person and you and you both go. It's when you still feel the pull to go, even if the other person is not there. Even if that external motivation is gone and you're still like, I'm still going to go and I'm still going to go do my thing. And once you get to that point, now you get to a, a level where you... Now it's not really just a matter of... of whether or not you're going to accomplish your goal, now it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Because we've built the discipline and you're you're growing it and you and you preserve it. Now you know that you are in that you're capable of doing habits that you need to do to get you to a goal. So now it's just a matter of doing it enough, mm-hmm. right? If you if you're trying to get stronger and you know, cool, to get stronger I need protein. To get stronger I need to go lift heavy weights. To get stronger I need water. To get stronger. Probably most importantly, I need to rest. I need to get sleep. I need to eat quality food. So if you know that you have to do those four, five, six things, if you do those four, five, six things day after day after day, you're going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. If you set a goal, you know, if you set a concrete goal and you say, cool, I just want to deadlift 300 pounds. Cool. Well, you know, you have to deadlift and then everything else is still the same. You also know you have to eat protein. You have to rest. You have to sleep. You have to get water there's mobility work you have to do as well but you know every goal has their their list of things that you have to do so once you figure out that list that works for you then it's just a matter of doing that enough and you'll just you'll get there eventually Hmm. but you but you have to keep doing those things to get there if you don't do them you can guarantee that you'll never get there i uh i really hope that whoever's listening to this listen to our fasting episodes because you know, it's like it's like we put these together to all make sense with one another. Because fasting, it doesn't have to do with um, the diet, really. It has to do with control and 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 like really like setting yourself to an end goal and sticking to it. 
and with when I love what you said about motivation. Motivation will get you through the door. Discipline will get you through the workout. You know, motivation exactly will get you there. Motivation is a vehicle to drive you there. But I mean, once you're there, you, you got you gotta you gotta dance. And um, like with the with the fast, what I like about that when we brought up the fast, and the reason why I'm comparing them is when you say the 24 hour fast, I'm doing a 24 hour fast within that time. No matter what, I am not consuming food or I'm not eating or whatever your fasting pertains to. You're stuck with that end goal. You're no matter what, there's no motivation there. You know, the motivation starts the fast. Like I want to do a fast because I want to clear out my system. I want to do it for this reason. I want to do it for that reason. That's your motivation right there to start. But the discipline's what's keeping the fast going because during that fast, you know, that motivation is going to wear off when you want that cheeseburger. Yeah. That motivation is going to wear off when it's just too hard. It's just a little bit more difficult than you expected. Yeah. And when your stomach yeah. starts to rumble, that's definitely a challenge to your discipline. Yeah. yeah. And that's discipline. That's not motivation. Now, yeah. Motivation might be on the back burner thinking this is why I'm doing it. But the discipline will like, like coach said, you know, it's not motivation wears very thin whenever you have to go, like say if you want to go four to five days a week, to the gym and seven days a week you're you're aware of your diet that's not you know that that's a very consistent pattern that you have to be on it's hard to find motivation for seven days a week if you're motivated seven days a week please give me what you're taking yeah please please come on this podcast call me contact me on my dms Tell me what your secret is. We'll pay you to come to this podcast and tell me what keeps you motivated seven days a week. Because really, it's discipline. You know, it, there's days where you wake up and you just feel like you can talk, talk yourself out of anything. Like, there's been days where I, you know, you could be the one thing that you want to do most and you could talk yourself out of it. Because if it's just something you just don't want to do that day, it's just something you want to do that day. If you're not feeling the goal... You always have to have what well, my point is, is that goal is always there. So your motivation will be that goal, that inner goal, that what you want to achieve, that the discipline is what's going to get to that goal. It's not the motive. The motivation is like, you know, um, a quote that I, I know I've said a bunch of times on here, but I like using this one again. You're not crackheads, but, you know, a crackhead never wakes up in the morning thinking, man, I don't have any money. Guess I'm not going to smoke crack today. He's not. He's not motivated by anything other than just, you know, his addiction to the crack, obviously. But it's not like when you pull away all the things that really don't matter to you and you have the one thing that does matter to you, you will find anything in your power to do that. That is the human will. Anything and everything that we want to do, we, we will do it. End of story. Any person, yeah. I believe that anyone can do that. It's just, it's what, what, what you find that is that passion of yours, you know, and that's why you got to find it. That's why, that's why these external, um, motivations f like fault, like yeah. so times. Yeah. Motivation will get you to do the things that you want to do on the days that it feels good, mm -hmm. which by the way, is really not the majority yeah. of days. Um, discipline is, is what will get you to do them no matter what. Yeah. Dis you know, discipline is, is what, when you look at successful people in, in any walk of life, business, fitness, school, medicine, anything. The reason they're successful is because they've done the things that they needed to do, whether they felt like it or not. Yeah. And that's discipline. Yeah. Imagine if you were in school and you just decided for three weeks that you just weren't motivated to do any work. That's fine. You can absolutely then just say, I'm just not going to do any work until I feel motivated again. 
or you're also going to fall behind in class. You might fail. You might have to retake the class. So now at best you're, you're a semester behind on that, on that road, right? Versus somebody else that was in that same class and they were just disciplined and they just said, cool, I have to study this much time. I have to put this much work in either per day or per week, however they looked at it. And I have to do my homework. I have to study for my test, regardless of how I feel. I just know that I have to do these things. It's going to take much more to derail that person. And they're way more likely to succeed and get to the end of that semester and know that they're just going to move on. Yeah, it's like it goes back to fixing the sink as opposed to fixing all the plumbing. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people, they want to be, they want motivation for working on that assignment, work, finishing that chapter. They want the motivation like, motivate me, motivate me to go to school today. They, they're, but they don't realize that the motivation that they're seeking is at the end. The motivation is that diploma. The motivation, like if you're, if you're a, a, a law student, I, I doubt any of those guys get so excited to go to school each day. But they have to. They yeah. have to take a lot of school. They have to learn a lot of stuff. They have to do a lot of assignments. A lot. The motivation isn't like, yay, let's go listen to a track and I'm going to go. Let's go to another lecture. Yeah, let's go to another yeah. lecture and let's hammer out this essay and this, this written exam. Let's hammer this out. I'm motivated for it. No, the motivation for doing those little tasks is the end result. But the discipline is what's doing those. The discipline to the the, the marriage, the the dedication to that end result is what's disciplining you to do that that small task. You want your kitchen sink fixed when really it's it's your whole plumbing system that needs to be reevaluated right. and brought out. And then, um, you know, you want to be motivated to to read a book. Well, I can motivate you all day long to read a chapter, but when like like you said, when you're gone and there's no like how, how much motivation do you need each chapter to finish that book? Yeah. How much uh, motivation do you need to go from book to book? If you can't discipline yourself and say, hey, I want to read 10 books by the end of the year, these next two months, someone motivate me. Well, there's your motivation. You want to read 10 books by the end of this year. Yeah. Better get to it because the year's going to end. And that's where you right, <laughs> we come right back to intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. Yeah. Why do you want to read 10 books by the end of the year? Exactly. Why? Because somebody online said it'd be cool to read a book a week. Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe you'll get it done. What are you really going to get out of that? Yeah. Because if you're just burning through them to meet a deadline, you're probably not going to retain most of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you decided that you are trying to get into a new field or you're just going to learn more about something that actually interests you, you are going to pick up a book and really no matter how long it takes you to read it, you're still going to be disciplined enough to get through the book. Whether you are reading one page a day or whether you're reading a chapter a day. The difference is, right, You'll it'll take you longer to get there if you're just reading one or two pages a day. But if you're disciplined enough and you're motivated enough, you'll you'll get there. It's, mm-hmm. Again, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Yeah. And, and again, it's uh, like you, it's up to you knowing like, the motivation again, it, like I like motivational videos. I used I used they're to watch fun. them. They're super and, fun. I have but, I have that playlist of yeah. motivational videos. But I mean, it's just it goes back to I think it's with like every drug that you take, every food that you take. Like if you rely on that, like you were saying, eventually it it, it it's it's effect gets watered down. Yeah, and then you Absolutely. have to go to more, or you need something else, or you need, and it's not just the fact that the motivation like like that you're seeking isn't really you have to swap roles as i guess what we're trying to say is the debt the dedication and discipline have to come first the motivation is 
I want to look, you know, even we got, look, we're going to set aside um, intrinsic and extrinsic right now. And we're just going to talk about motivation and say, I want to look dot, dot, dot by summer of 2023. That's your motivation. You know, by at the end of 2023, you want to, or summer 2023, you want to look this certain way. The motivation isn't, you know, okay, yeah, I got to get to the gym. I'm going to get to the gym tomorrow. Well, if I'm going to the gym tomorrow, it's hard to see what my problems and all my excuses and all my issues that are happening within these next 24 hours, how they play into what's happening six months from now. I just got to know that I want that six months from now. Yeah. I can't sit here and be like, okay, this is a picture of what I want to look like because day to day you can convince yourself again it goes back to like if you have those that handful of excuses then you apply another handful of excuses those handfuls will start to outweigh that that summer 2023 body because those are way more clear more in your face than that that motivation is so that's why the discipline is it's not saying i'm motivated because i want to have this body it's i'm disciplined because if i slip up here it's going to throw me off track because i want to get to this end goal and my motivation is this end goal but for this i have to be disciplined now doing these little things yeah exactly the motivation is what's gonna is what you have your eye on at the end Uh and the discipline is what keeps everything else out of your way yeah, your motivation is your reason why. It's not yep. it's not me yelling in your face. Now, if motivation works this way, like like you're saying this guy at this lecture was talking to these people and they said, I want you to motivate me right now and I want to be able to use that every moment. If somebody came to me, I, I would have probably said what he did. I would have refused. I, I don't like motivating people for these reasons. But if somebody was really you know, insisting that I motivate them then and there, I'd be like, okay, get down and start exercising for me right now. If they, if, Even if they're in a suit, if we're at a formal event, you want motivation? Work out right now. Work out right now. Here's your motivation. There's no excuse. Work out right now. This is the time. Nope. Go harder. Go harder. I'm motivating you. I'm motivating you. Yeah. Another because motivation sucks, guys. Yeah. You, it, yeah, it's yeah. not comes when you don't. I get motivated when I'm in the car. Like or we talked about sleep. You know when you set your head on the pillow at night and yeah. all those stuff rushes up. At night is when I get the most motivated. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna do this right. I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule my day out right. I'm gonna do this right. I'm gonna do. That's when I'm most motivated. Does that ever happen? Yeah. No. And it's not even. It's not always the most resourceful, right? If, yeah. If you come up to me and you say, "Hey, can you motivate me to run more often?" Or or if you say, "Hey, can you motivate me to run today?" And I'll go, "Sure. Let me just go get a rabid pit bull." Or a rabid, you know, some some angry dog, just and it just starts chasing you. You're motivated now. Yeah, you're motivated. That's an external motivation. Or um, Fight Club. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you remember the scene in Fight Club. They're at a like at a, a convenience store. Oh yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. they pull out they pull out the worker into the alley. He pulls out his wallet, gets his uh, license, license, his address, his license, his address, and then he also pulls out a student ID. And he says, what were you going to school for? I forget the guy's name. And the guy says, and the guy doesn't want to answer him because they have a gun to his head. They're right. like, they're like, they're acting like they're robbing him. They're not robbing him, but they're, they have a gun to his head. The, the situational gun to your head. They're, right. Somebody's holding a gun to your head. And he's asking him, what did you want to go to school for? And the guy's hesitant to ask because he's not, he's not convinced. And I, I, I've he dissected. Has no idea what's going on. Well, yeah, I've yeah. dissected this part, and he's not convinced, and he's like scared. Like, why the f- is this guy asking me this question? And he's like, and he says, veterinary. I wanted to be veterinary medicine. I wanted to be a veterinarian, and uh, he's like, oh, you want? And he, so he's asking him, like, you wanted to be a vet doctor or a do- an animal doctor, and all this stuff. And he's like, what made you stop? Why aren't you going? And the guy, 
I forgot the guy's answer is what everyone's answer is. It's like life or something. He's yeah. like, I don't know, life. And he's like, long story short, basically, you know, he's questioning the guy. The guy doesn't know the answers to these questions he answers, which we should know these answers. I'm going to get to that. But the guy holding the gun to his head, Tyler Durden, then tells him, I'm holding on to your ID. And in two weeks, if I return and you're not on your way to becoming a veterinarian, I'm going to kill you. Wouldn't that be motivating? Wouldn't that? Wouldn't you be on your way to becoming a veterinarian at that point? Now I ask you: When somebody tells you to give them motivation, shouldn't we just do that? Yeah, shouldn't we just pull a gun and say, yeah. "Cool, do pull, fifty push-ups, and yeah. if you don't, I'm pulling the trigger." Give me your ID and give me your whole wallet. I'm gonna hold this gun. If you haven't worked out six days a week for two weeks, when I return in two weeks, I'm gonna kill you. Would you work out six days a week, or would you go? You know, what, what would be be your plan? That's motivating, right? That's motivating. Yeah. That, that's that's the definition of motivation. You know, something that's pushing you to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, we don't want that. That's an external motivation. So why are we allowing people to do that with our body image and all that? Um, now I get to, I, I, I want to get to the point that I made earlier, like about how I was going to tie it into yes. how, how it, the, the, the internal feeling for me. So I always share how I couldn't complete that hike. And that hike was really something that got to me. And I talked about it, I think, an episode or two ago. I always talk about it because this is my reason why, guys. This is the this is this was what motivated me to get my ass in gear. Now, I mentioned how I was ridiculed as a kid for years, twenty some years. That didn't motivate me to, to all the times I tried yo yo dieting. Why didn't that work? Why didn't I stay sustained on a diet? Because I those weren't that wasn't an internal reason for me. I wanted to look like Billy Gunn. Yeah, but I wanted to look like Billy Gunn for all the wrong reasons. I wanted to look like Billy Gunn because he got praised when I got ridiculed and shamed. You know, I wanted to be on that side of it. That's why my my motivation never stuck. That's why I yo-yo dieted. When I couldn't complete the hike, that's when it became something personal. That's when it really became, I don't care what these other people think about me. I can't walk up a damn hill. I can't do something I wanted to do. It's, it didn't matter to what anyone else thought. It didn't matter what anyone else did to me. This was a moment where I had to sit down and say, this is this way because of you, no one else. This And this can only change and this can only come from that. So then I started exercising. I started dieting and exercising for that reason. For that reason, my dad's health, because it was going down, I saw what happened to him. This was my motivation. I didn't want to be that guy anymore. I wanted to get far away from that guy. So each day I was for each day that I was disciplined and I worked harder, my motivation was to get away from that guy. That kept me disciplined each day, making sure that each day was formed to get further and further away from that guy. That was my motivation. I started losing weight and started looking better. Now I'm starting to look like how I wanted to originally. Now I'm starting to get praise from my friends and everyone of how my body looks. I'm getting what I didn't or what I didn't want at first, but what I'm getting the opposite of what I got when I was a child. So yeah. now it's a new, now it's a new, better feeling. Now you could say that's that's internal, that's extrinsic. You guys were talking about that. No, but it's coming from my hard work. They're not complimenting my my body image. They're not complimenting me, saying, "Oh look, nice abs." They're saying, "Hey, dude, we noticed you lost. We noticed that you're working hard. This is really doing something for you." They motivated. My process. They didn't yeah. motivate my 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 image. My image 
like I'm not gonna boast about oh I look great guys but I look a lot better than what I did and regardless of what society on the internet likes to tell you about dad bods it's an unhealthy way of living the dad bod I hate I'm not saying anyone that's overweight shouldn't be overweight I'm saying anyone who right. considered Again, we're not we're not saying that the person is bad because they're they're overweight we're just saying that being overweight is bad it being overweight they're, they're separate and the mindset the the coddling mindset of oh dad bods they're in Right. No, they're not. That's an alcoholic body. When I had that body, I was recovering from a severe alcoholism. I still have alcoholism, but I was be recovering from a bad alcoholic abuse. I was recovering from eating horrible diets. And but but if I would have stayed with uh, oh, it's a dad bod. People like dad bods. If I would have stayed with that motivation to stay okay, well maybe I'm. I don't like that I can't call, climb this hill, but people like dad bods. Yeah. Yeah, you know that that's where that negative enabling uh positive that that negative positive that that fake positive uh motivation comes from. Yeah. Like, you know, we're it's a coddling thought like no like you know, you know who likes dad bods are the people that benefit from the dad bods. The dads. <laughs> well, it's them and yeah. I'm going to go real I'm going to go real hot here. Oh, hot. Um, He's bringing the heat. So, it's them for sure, but it's also the 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 women or, the, or rather the people that are attracted to them because it just makes them feel better about their choices. Yeah. Or it's the people that are attracted to them because those people feel like the men with the dad bods have, have less options. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, see yeah what I, mean? I, I see where you're coming from with that. And I, and I, and also not, not a hundred percent, of course, like I'm not saying that applies to everybody. But that's that's sitting at the root for a lot of people. And I think is they don't want it's it's the mirror thing, right? Yeah, they don't think, want to be insecure by somebody that's in at least good shape. Yeah. Because if you're if you're trying to be with someone that's in good shape, or you're trying to be with somebody and they happen to be in good shape, now there's that insecurity when you look at yourself and you go, Cool, I'm not in shape. Yeah. Like, are they going to leave at some point because they're gonna realize that I'm not in shape? Are they right? Are they overvaluing my appearance which they shouldn't yeah but, but there, there's still that insecurity there i like that because it, it kind of rounds back to the the whole let's lower the bar for everyone thing. exactly yeah you know like it's not necessarily saying that oh he's more romantically attracted to me because he has less options which he might be it might be that subconscious in there also it is a subconscious like if guys are trying less hard to if people in general let's not like just like keep it if people in general like that I'm attracted to are trying less hard to be attractive than I can try less hard to be exactly. attractive. Yeah. And, yep. and so and it's, more, it's that that's pressure off of me yeah. to work on and improve and maintain my health because I do see it. And, and I, I talked about the negative influences in my life or about my body image and when I was a child. And now, um, I don't know if you guys have seen how Jonah Hill's been taking his weight loss. He's very bitter. He's a bitter, bitter man. Jonah Hill lost a lot of weight. looks really good. And you cannot mention that to him. You cannot tell him that he looks good. You cannot tell him that what he's doing is really like, because he will, he will get mad. He, I've seen him blown up on interviews about this. He's like, can we talk about something else? He's like, I am an actor. He's like, I am not the overweight actor. I, I weight does not have to do with my acting. And I get where he's coming from that. He's going a little overboard with his bitterness, but I get that because when I lost all my weight and I started looking better, the attention shifted and the attention that I started getting, I learned that when people, and I'm sorry to break your heart guys, I'm really sorry to break your heart, but when people say that 
the dad bod is attractive, they are lying to you. They're using that as a coddling method, and I'm probably going to be painted as a bad guy for saying this, for saying, oh, they're lying to you. And I know that there's going to be some person out there that says, oh, I like the dad bod. It goes probably back to the same sense it's, that we're, it's, it's, it's we're the talking about. Stuff, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I'm sure they're not consciously lying. Or they're trying to be the difference. But, like, oh, yeah, yeah, everyone likes an attractive person. I like the unattractive person. And it, and when I'm thinking of the dad bod, I'm not necessarily and, and thinking that, of I'll, I'll say, cool, if that's how you want to approach it, is it – are, are you just going after the dad bod? Because like you said, everybody's going after the attractive body. So you're just going after the ones that have less yeah. demand. Yeah. Or is that really what's going on right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Or you just, yeah, you're just picking him just because it's that. Because when you think about the dad bod, I'm not just thinking about an overweight guy. I'm thinking about a beer drinking. Now, there is also the other side of it, right? Yeah. Like, which is why some people are not attracted to someone that's in the gym all the time because I don't remember if it was this episode or last episode, but we talked about the person that is always talking about their health. And oh fitness. yeah. So there nice. may also be that as a reason that people prefer dad bods as well, because it's like, well, if they're not going to the gym, they're not going to be talking about yeah. that 24 seven, which is that's there's, there's truth there too. And that, you know, that's true. You know, of anything, if somebody's always talking about something that really doesn't interest you, you're not going to be attracted to that person and fitness in general there seems to be a higher prevalence of people that are in the gym or dieting or and they just talk a lot about it like way 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 too much and i could i could see how that could impact somebody's again unconsciously but i could see how that would impact somebody's attraction where they just go cool i just don't want to be yeah, around that person because it's all they talk about. Yeah, all they talk about is is the gym and, and their diet. It's like being around somebody that always talks about negative stuff. You don't want to be around that person either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I, yeah, and I understand like uh, completely like the person that just doesn't want to be around. Like I, I hate preachy people. Like, yeah, that's exactly it, what it is. People and, just don't want to be around preachy people, no matter yeah. what they're preaching about. Exactly, and and it's cool. Like, and I get that, and I'm not really saying, oh, don't hang out with the dad bod guy, don't be the dad bod guy, don't be around the dad bod guy. But when you are around the dad bod guy, you can. This we're talking about motivation, but we can also talk about what's unmotivating, and it could be that the people that you hang out with, and the fact that they do make it easy to just say, you know, like you don't want to be around the guy that talks around fitness. I don't. I'm I'm in the fitness industry. Yeah. I hate I hate how everyone has to correlate everything to fitness when i'm around and it's it's really not that way guys but i understand that i just don't want you hanging around with the dad bod guy the guy that's you know slamming beers all week from thursday to sunday you know eating fast food every meal because then it becomes easier to to be unmotivated you know i'm not saying that you're gonna like again it goes back to the misery loves company but again even if you are working hard even if you are trying your hardest it's hard to pull against the it's hard to go against the grain Mm -hmm. and if you're hanging out with this guy that's that's just constantly enabling bad behavior and praising his bad habits by making the joke oh fitness all fitness sold pizza in my mouth it's funny ha 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 but your 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 trajectory of your health is not funny yeah and you only get one body yeah you only haven't figured that part out yet and if that's not motivation enough if like I I was thinking about that the other day. I always talk about you know if you were given one of the best vehicles of the 
in the world, one of the most high high tech, top of the line, high functioning vehicles, whether it's a minivan, sports car, but they just came off the production line and you were given it, you would take great care of that, or at least I would hope you would. Same with your human body, and that should be enough motivation to go to working out, go and taking care of yourself, making a plan to better yourself throughout the day, whether it's not you know, spending an hour or two in the gym or focusing on your diet or if it's just your diet in general of what you're watching and listening to, it that should be motivation enough. And that's what I'm getting at when I talked about my story as opposed to like, you know, what people see me and working out towards that and working out towards that guy I don't want to be anymore. The guy I don't want to be anymore, I've decided isn't the overweight guy. It, it's not the dad bod guy. I did have the dad bod, but it's not that. It's the guy I felt like. It's that feeling. And that's the true, um, that's the true meaning of the intrinsic um, motivation is how does it make you feel? Like, how are you? Um, coach, how many times have we talked about that, that video of that guy picking up the kettlebell multiple times and we oh, found yeah. out his reason why? That was his internal reason. He wasn't going and lifting up a kettlebell saying, oh, I'm 87 years old. I want to look good for an 87-year-old. He wasn't saying, I want to be the most jacked. 87 year olds on the block no he was saying i want to lift up my 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 young grandchild you know like that's that's a motivate if your motivation can fizzle out then it's not motivation it's just it's, or it's just not strong enough yeah it's, it's, it's misplaced you, you really like and that's when we you lift up that rug like okay again i'm going back i kind of went off track but i'm going back to how i turned wanting to look like billy gunn into my intrinsic uh motivation now um for me it really is how I look, how I feel, and I look, and I know what I, when I'm at this certain feeling that it's cool to have it, but then just as easy, it can be taken away. Just as easy, I got to understand if I'm going to use an external motivation that externally, as easy as it comes, is as easy as it goes. And now that I keep looking at this, the guy I didn't want to be, the, the, the internal motivation of how healthy I want to be and live, they kind of coincide to each other. And they, they, they live. And now when I work out like, you know, like a bodybuilder, work, work out to eat, I'm not doing it for the satisfaction of this is how I want society to think of it. I'm thinking of it. I'm really trying now. I'm trying to look like Billy Gunn in 1998. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. really trying to be, uh, uh, you know, badass Billy Gunn. And for the simple fact that now I can because it's something that I want to do. And I found the reason that makes me eternally like, and I've learned to talk to myself at like, that's kind of like my fun hobby now. Like the, the real reason is, you know, I've, I found health. Like I've found a new way of I like being and I like the fact that I can get up and go and do certain things that I haven't been able to do. And the feeling, the feeling that I'm getting from all this, like the, I, I still get a runner's high from lifting in the gym. That's why I lift heavy. I'm not lifting heavy and hard to try to impress y'all. I really am not. I don't lift heavy. I don't lift big numbers to be on a board somewhere. I don't lift big numbers to be, I don't, I don't record my workouts. Everyone always tells me to record my workouts, post them on my Instagram, just because it's a sharing thing. It's your friend, your friends want to see it. Yeah. And that could be motivating too. But for me, it's, 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 it's that internal feeling that I get from lifting. Like when I do go all out, when I do get that, that pump or that, that, um, that head rush, I'm not saying everyone needs to have that. I'm telling you the reason why I have it is because I feel great when I get it. Yeah. You know, I'm not, 
And but but I get this great bonus from it, though. Like when I put in this work, when I go for chasing, OK, look, I want to be like this. Uh, one of my motivations, too, was I wanted to have uh, endurance like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I want to have that, right, that right. ring wrestling endurance. Dude, Tony knows exactly what I'm saying when I when I'm talking about that. And he knows how much work I have to do when I do that. And I if, if I want that, I could be like, nah, well, it's not really doesn't mean that much to me. But if if I really do want that. I have to work hard because it's very difficult to get to that. Yeah. And if I do all these things, if I try to get the ring conditioning, and if I try to look like my favorite wrestler from the nineties, you know, and if I try to, um, and if I, and if I just realize, re- really remember why I started in the, the first, I'm going to get the cool bonus of looking really good, losing the weight I want to and getting the compliments. The exchange, the, ex- the external like motivation comes guys. It really does come, but you've got to like pull up that rug that coach always talks about. You got to dig down in and say you can be like, I want to look good this summer. I want to look good in a bikini. I want to have six pack abs this summer. I don't give a shit what you guys are saying. I want to look this way. Yeah, that is cool. We're saying you can. That is your motivation. Yeah, go for that. We're also asking why. Yes, dig down deep inside. Why do you want six pack abs? I would. You could say I was a fourth grade kid that was that people. People circle around, made fun of, called fat. People in the hallways would walk up, flick your man boobs, call you boobies, you know, all that stuff. That could be your motivation. You could see it didn't motivate me. You could see damn well it didn't motivate me. But when I dug down deep, I found a, a reason to keep going, keep doing what I did, and I got the results I wanted. So you can say, yeah, I want that six-pack abs, but figure out what that means to you because if it doesn't mean anything to you guys, if you say, yeah, I want six-pack abs because I'm going to Vegas this week, this year, with my friends that always around with my family that i'm always around so they can give two shits if i have six-pack abs because by the time you get to that point you're gonna be like well i don't really don't have to look that good for these people anyways you won't have that motivation but if you have the motivation of i couldn't complete a 1.7 mile hike i got ridiculed as a fat kid as growing up all my life i want to look like this then those are your reasons and you'll find great success in those but if it's just yeah, you know, I want to look better than my Facebook enemy or I want to I want everyone to compliment my arms. Well, yeah, you know, that that's it's going to come and go. Yeah. It 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 really is. It's easy easy come, easy go with external stuff. And the external motivation will come. I'm not saying it doesn't motivate me when somebody says like, "Oh, look at your arms" or "Oh, look how much you can lift." That's motivating. But I didn't get to that motivating part by going and lifting that much. I got to that motivating part by figuring out first what it meant to me. And this is this is really the the key to figure out if your motivation's intrinsic or extrinsic. Coach mentioned you know getting complimented on his arms. If you're going around and you're doing life, and people and you and for whatever reason, maybe they're just not noticing or, or anything like that. They don't compliment your arms, and you're like screw these people, and you get angry because they're not complimenting you. Your motivation's extrinsic. It's mm-hmm. you're trying to pull it from the outside. But if you have those same arms and you're on those same people and they're still not complimenting your arms and you just don't even think about it because you're right, you're not doing it for them. You're not mm-hmm. doing it for those accolades. That's how you know that your motivation is coming from within. It's mm-hmm. intrinsic. Yeah. If yeah, exactly. If if you're looking for that val I think anything validating is extrinsic. Like if you're looking for that 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 comment, if you're looking for you know that if you're looking for that for that metaphorical just pat on the head for anything, yeah. yeah. If you're if you're looking outside to get some sort of 
recognition for what you've done, your motivation is outside. Because it's great, guys. It's great whenever you're trying to lose weight and you lose 20 pounds and everyone you work with is like, man, you're really losing weight. That's great. That's awesome. You're What you're doing is working because that feels great. Trust me. I know that feeling. It feels great. That could be motivating. And you guys are saying, you can argue saying, yeah, that's my motivation. But here's the thing, guys. Here's the problem with that. The problem is, is just as easy come, easy goes. Yeah. Like if you could be searching for, they somebody could say, "Hey man, you're really looking good. You lost a lot of weight. That felt great. Now you're looking for that. Next time they see you, I lost weight. Like you're waiting for that. Yeah. You're waiting for that compliment. Yeah, yeah. I've lost, I lost ten more pounds. Come on, come on. Now you have to be that guy that always talks about fitness. That guy that we're talking about is annoying because you yeah. got to remind people that you're losing weight. And you're, see, yeah, you're fishing for that validation. Yeah. I like, I just, I just want somebody to acknowledge what yeah. I've been doing. Yeah, exactly. Because you got that one, and then now, but no, now I'm saying easy come, easy go. Because you could be working hard, trying to get those jacked arms, and work and get really lose that gut, and then somebody can make a comment and say, like, you know, to like, oh, you're really putting on some weight, or you know, just something that they didn't even really mean to be de- like derogatory or yeah. directed toward that sense. Oh, and you're on a spiral. Yeah, and it throws you out. Like, why are you even doing this if people aren't noticing? Why are you, you know, why are you trying to lose weight if if no one's even noticed that you've lost twenty pounds or if the scale hasn't shown it? That's another external one. Is this scale that yep. stupid number on the scale? You might think, oh yeah, well this. You guys talk about being overweight, not being healthy, and all of it. It's internal. That's your internal weight and all that. No, it's a number validating your progress and it really it really doesn't it shouldn't come from that because like i said easy come easy go you can you can be going to the gym five days this week you can be hitting all your marks and you could be and then that expectation that we talked about last episode those those expectations that break your heart you're gonna go step on the scale here you go here you go that scale told you you just didn't do enough hard work this week it, it just ruined all your your motivation, your confidence is just yeah. shot. It's in the toilet right next to you where you're weighing in naked. Ugh, you might as well just give up, right? Yeah. Why, you, why, why even bother anymore? Why bother? You know, is that that's not motivation then. You know, like that's why you got to find like because motivation will ha- motivation will get you to stand on that scale and face reality. The discipline that we were talking about will tell you, okay, we need to go to work. Mm-hmm. We need to keep yep. at it. We need to keep going at it because this is the – this. This is the goal. This is the why. This is the motivation. The discipline's gonna get us there, and that's why. Like I, th- I hate having clients weigh out. I hate having people just you know, cause what what if you fall short? You know what if? I hate to. I, I'm not doubting anyone, but what if? What if you get that bad compliment? What if? How how are you gonna how are you gonna recover from that? If you're looking, if I want my six pack abs, and I'm walking around, it is hard. If you're a person that's not genetically meant to have uncovered, like unveiled abs, like defined abs, it is hard. I am not like Coach Tony and I come from different spectrums of the of the thing. I am a big guy, <laughs> you know. I'm not. I'm supposed to be naturally fat, and so if I stress myself out on having abs all the time, that's unrealistic. Yeah, that is very unrealistic because the second I start going in the other direction, I'm gonna get completely unmotivated. Even if even if it is an intrinsic like oh well abs because I was that fourth grader and I want to look like Billy Gunn and it means a lot to me those are still those external ones because I'm looking for that validation I'm looking to to not be that little kid my my internal motivation is I don't want to be that unhealthy asshole that I was I don't you know I know what that guy is that's my my internal one is not cannot be taken from me. 
or given to me by anyone else. It cannot be like my my internal reason why is to be healthy, not be that unhealthy guy that I was. And the only person that can make me that person is me. And so that's why it's so self-validating and so, so it's like a snowball, you know, because when you do get those effects and you are working towards that internal and you, you build a certain self-confidence towards yourself, you're, I can do this, I am doing this and everything else is just a bonus. Like all those, all those compliments, all the little things you can lift, the, the mile that you can run, the number of miles you can run in amount of time, the number on the scale, all those, those are just fun little bonus candies you get at the end of the, the show. The, the real thing is, is you, you, you have that, that main reason why, you know, like that old man lifting that, that kettlebell to then put, have that kid put the, the star on the tree. Yeah. Exactly he, that. that was his reason to keep doing that. That was his internal reason. He had, I'm sure some external stuff came from that. I'm sure his mobility of getting out of a chair was way better. I'm sure he was walking a lot better. I'm sure he got compliments on that. I'm sure he was able to show how strong he was in the grocery store, which maybe had another older lady compliment that. Maybe had another older man who's not as strong Mm -hmm. compliment him, made him feel better. But the real reason was just to lift that child. But now he's getting all these other motivations and saying, well, now that I've lifted that child, I've not only gathered that that was my reason why, but now I want to have that strength. What I fought for that strength. Now I see that that gets me, it, it kind of fuels itself at yeah. that point. Yep. Well, listen guys, I think that's a great place to, uh, to end out here for the week. So if you're new to the show, if you're not new to the show and you like the show, feel free to leave us a, a rating or a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you know anybody in your life that would get some value out of the things we're talking about, feel free to share the show with them as well. And if you need to reach out and talk to anybody, just know that right now you've got the best tag team in coaching in your corner right now. So with that said, Coach Willie, where can everybody find you? Y'all can find me on my personal Facebook page at Willie Otero on Facebook. I'm there for you guys to 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 yell at i mean if you heard me say something on this today's program or any other program feel free to leave your comments on my personal facebook page uh willie otero also if you're looking for any kind of motivation uh or help need help finding that internal motivation reach out guys that's what we're here for um i have a instagram that i like to post pictures sometimes um some helpful information too as well at coach willie otero coach where are we finding you so you can find me on facebook at Tony Davis. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at Tony Davis Coaching. So just like Coach said, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me through any of those avenues. And yeah, if you if you need to just reach out, vent about something, talk about any questions you have, feel free to reach out to one or both of us. We'd love to chat with you. Yeah, guys, you know, we always say this at the end of every one of our episodes, but we mean it. You have the greatest, the greatest tag team in all podcast history and fitness. So, I mean, that's that's a double whammy there. And you have us in your corners, guys. Use us. We are here for your for your disposal. Um, if you feel that no one's cheering you on, if you feel that you're alone in your battles, if you feel that no one cares about your fitness journey or in just life in general, just know that you got two people who actually really do care and they're in your corner. And yeah, 
reach out to us use us please yep you're so, never alone and if you're a long time fan of the podcast you already know that new episodes do drop each and every monday so we'll see ya same channel same podcast subscription just next week till then bye